All right, welcome everybody. It's another edition of the Sports Hole. I'm Luke. With me, as always, is Maddie Goldberg and XFL Jim. Guys, what's happening? Let me fucking tell you guys what's happening. Name, image, and this is a huge day for sports. What a fucking day! It's it's just a continuation of this has been a fucking crazy like summer. I would say of sports. I would the basketball, uh, NBA, and NHL playoffs have been amazing, and the lead up to college football has been super anticipated. I it's it's been a fucking time, and the garage is doing great. Garage is great, Maddie. What's going on in your world? Yeah, it's pretty wild. I let's let's not forget how good Euro Cup has been. That uh, we've seen two crazy games where two teams were down by two goals with ten minutes to go, and managed to tie it up in the last ten minutes. Something you'll never yeah. see before. That's so, cool. sports has been wild. A lot of injuries, a lot of controversy. The news cycle goes fast and fast in the world of sports. All right. Well, Jim hit on it. Uh, the big news today is the NCAA has ruled that athletes are going to be able to make money beginning on Thursday. That's just a few hours for the East Coast friends. It's still uh, very vague so far um, because they haven't really, I think they might bring some clarity to it as we go here, but also states have their own laws because some of these are publicly owned schools too. So a lot of them are, um, there's a lot of questions. Uh, you guys got any ideas of uh, what college is going to look like in the next coming years, as far as uh, athletes uh, getting paid? I mean, we already we already saw some. So being as I'm from Nebraska and whatnot, the, the biggest offer I saw was um, Runza, this fast food chain that's a Nebraska-based fast food chain, has preemptively offered every single NCAA athlete in the state of Nebraska a potential deal if they want to take it. Wow. What kind of deal? Like some burgers or? They're, no, they're, uh, they're just going to, they're going to negotiate like uh, advertising and uh, marketing prices and stuff like that. With, that's like wild. Anyone can do it. And then there was one in Iowa already. Um, one of their basketball players is going to be promoting uh, a fireworks brand. I believe he's getting paid almost a hundred thousand dollars. That is awesome. Now college athletes can contribute to children losing eyes and fingers. Exactly. <laughs> these guys that were getting paid under the table for all these years. Yeah. Figuring get out it ways just get it out in the it. open. The money is on the table now. It's like getting busted for marijuana like 20 years ago. And like doing a hard time for weed. And now you can just go in a store and buy it. So what I, I'm curious what this will look like. Is our boosters gone or will boosters still exist? So the way I've been thinking about it's going to go is boosters are still going to exist, but they just don't have to go through the school anymore. Now the booster can just be like, hey, I own this company. Um, you want to do some advertising work with my company? I will Venmo you a marketable rate, which I deem to be six hundred thousand dollars if they're like a millionaire booster or something like that the scary i think, it'll be, I think that. it'll be similar to like back in the day under the table how players would work at the car dealership uh, yeah. they'll just do that except now they're just marketing the car dealership it's going to be that and it's going to be like these players have giant social media audiences already in high school yeah so they'll just market yeah. that fact of it and be like oh i'll just advertise your product as like a player and then you pay me like these people are getting paid hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars for that. 
Absolutely. Maddie. The one thing I worry about is like, let's say you get this like fancy booster. who's got like millions of dollars. If you have a bad game though, and he throws you like a hundred thousand dollars to go to some college, you have a bad season. Like you owe your, your ass is on the line with that guy. And you don't know how shady these guys are. That's the one thing I worry about for the kids because now they got to answer to these boosters. And some of them are really mad fucking shady. I feel like it's better to have it now out in the open because now it's just like, oh, I'm advertising just as a player instead of like it's under the table. So now the booster has all the power because they're like, hey, I could get that money back from you just as fast as I gave it. So. Yeah, I wonder if it'll look something like like you know I wouldn't give uh, I wouldn't think of giving any money to a player on the Pistons, you know. So at some point, maybe the money will be good enough for these athletes that it would be very hard to for a booster to really have any influence because these guys are already getting paid. So that's what I'm. So they're getting paid by like businesses, and boosters will probably be a part of that. But I think it evens out the like not just football but sports in general for these other markets for like these small town markets where you're like the big name in the small market and it's not like people like football is obviously the main driving factor because it's it's the biggest and best sport Mm -hmm. but i've I've already seen articles like ucla women's gymnastics is a huge thing there Um, in nebraska the women's volleyball team is one of the most marketable things you could do in this state those girls are gonna be making a shitload of money too it's gonna it's i feel like it helps the smaller markets like I'm going to admit it, Nebraska, it's not like in Alabama. We're not a Clemson. You're not, you're going to get players to stay at those places rather than transfer out because you're going to be a name. You're going to be a huge celebrity there. Sure. Um, yeah, that's a, I, I have a buddy who goes to, who's from Iowa and he always complains to me like, look, our top four recruits go to Alabama, go to Clemson. We don't get the best homegrown players. Now they might. Do you think there'll be like there will be just sort of a, this looseness on the code of silence? Like all these people will kind of be like, "Hey, we've been paying people forever," you know? Well, <laughs> it's gonna come out. I mean, everybody knows these guys are getting paid. You know, like Bruce Coslett, he coached the Jets and the Bengals, and he had a great quote a long time ago about the pros. He's like. We're you know during free agency, we're whining and dying these guys some money, except. Unlike college, it's done above the table, not underneath. Sure. So, I mean, it's pretty much, I mean, even with Eric Dickerson, they said he was the, he took a pay cut in the NFL. (laughs) That's probably very true. And uh, let's see, is this, is this the end of the NCAA? Does it need to exist at all anymore? No, college sports is too big. I'll let Jim take that one. It's, I mean, it's probably, it's probably the beginning of the end of the NCAA as an organization, but all the NCAA really is, it's just the most powerful schools kind of banding together. And that'll mm-hmm. always be a thing. You'll always have like the Oklahoma's, the Alabama's, the Georgia's, the Texas's. they're all going to like, they have their club. They're doing whatever they can to keep those schools in power. And they, they basically were the NCAA. Schools themselves were the NCAA. The schools don't want to pay the players. Like, they never wanted to. No. no. And will this affect Title IX if the schools uh, – we don't quite know how pay is going to happen will help. I think it will help Title IX. If it's, if, it's, if it's purely name, image, and likeness and the school's not directly paying the players, it shouldn't affect it at all. Like, you should have the theory, like, 
the Nebraska women's bowling team has just as much of a chance of like going out and getting advertising or like marketing yeah. themselves as the football team. They all have the same right to do that. Sure. Let's say, you're a, let's say you're a multimillionaire in Nebraska. You're worth $5 million and you just love Nebraska sports. You might throw like $300,000 to keep the women's bowling team going. Well, it's not even just that you have, um, you have these players in other sports that are doing other things on social media. Like you can have like a swim team member who's like huge on TikTok. And before the name image and likeness laws, you would get, if you made money on your social media presence, you would get, you would get fined or you would get kicked off the team that happened to the kicker at UCF. He was on uh, he was on YouTube and because he was making money off of his YouTube channel, he got booted from the team. He got banned from football. Are you referring to the, the swimmer Brock Turner? No. <laughs> okay. The kicker, the kicker for UCF was the guy who like it was a whole thing, I think two year, two or three years ago. Okay. Where he oh, had a, yeah, he had I know you're right. Thing, yeah, like, there was a there's a guy on Michigan's basketball team that doesn't even see the court and he's yeah. He's all ready to go. Pretty much when this thing goes in effect, he's got a huge social media it's, following. So that's what I, I'm saying. Like these players, like the, especially in this generation, they're going to get just because they're they're athletes and people are seeking athletes or whatever. In high school, they're getting these huge social media followings, and they're just going to make money off of that. Now. Like they don't even you don't. It's it's nuts. You don't need to be like the A one stud. It, obviously, like the starting quarterback is going to make more than almost anyone else, but you can be the backup. And if you have a personality and you can market yourself, you can make good money as like a backup quarterback at a fucking whatever school. Are we, uh, are we done with um, student athletes? Does, do they, at some point, will they even have to go to school? I, um, I hope honestly, so. I, mean, I don't know. Honestly. Yeah. I'm with Maddie there. Honestly, I kind of hope so because as it is, they don't really get to pick their classes. They kind of just they just do whatever they can because their their whole life has to be around their sport. Yeah, it takes up so much time, like practice, um, the the nutrition now with it, the schedule they have to maintain with eating, working out, um, studying film. It's like a whole. It's like having a full time job while going to school. It's nuts. See the see the thing about it too with sports is like with the football team especially. Nobody is there not knowing why these kids are there. They're there to play football. That's why they're there. So it's like, why even pretend? Why even? Then you have you do have the issue of like walk-ons. Like, what do you do about walk-ons at that point? Yeah. Well, the walk-ons, I feel like again, it depends on where the money is coming from. If the if the school, that's the thing too. Is there's going to be schools that are say, hey, we'll pay our, you you know, we'll pay football players because that's an investment. Yeah. Um, but then there will be other schools that will fight against that. So it, they're they're going to have to really well, they, figure they out exactly how to execute it. this. They really can't fight against it because then they can't compete. If they're going to, how can you how can you fight against it if you if you want to compete against the big teams? So if like you're a college, you're like, yeah, we're not going to pay our players, and they're like, well, hey, Florida is paying everybody. So all the guys that were going to come here are going there. You just can't compete. You have to adjust. The the issue with like the schools are the ones pay, footing the bill. Like if the schools are doing direct payments. You have like entire conferences, like the MAC. Like those schools are barely making, like they're not making money through their athletics. That's why they play these games against 
the Big Ten and the SEC and the ACC to get yeah. money for those games. So those yeah. like athletic departments can't foot the bill, uh, especially like if the school is the one paying the, the players directly. Then you then you start running into like Title Nine. You have to pay like everyone an equal amount. You have these giant athletic departments. It, that's why I think name, image, and likeness is the perfect middle ground. Like, so a player in Akron, if you're like a good enough name in Akron, you can make decent money playing for Akron. Now you can like leverage your name and your image to like, oh, I'm gonna like promote a bunch of like local Akron businesses, or maybe I'm gonna be a social media person now and just start doing my own thing on top of playing football. Well, they can also do Patreon, right? They could definitely do Patreon. Like, they could have people just donate to them. Go fund me. We're in the era of Venmo and Cash App. Like, this player yep. would just be like, yo, like, what was it? What was it fucking, um, was it UCF for their spring game? They had, like, their Twitter handles on. Their, oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cash so, App. Like, imagine, like, they're just like, I'm just. Shouting out my cash app. You want to throw me some money at Right. You well, want me to make this kick or not? For their birthday. Their, <laughs> for their birthday. And, and that's the, the scary thing about that, though, is that there's going to be a kid that's going to miss a kick. There's going to be a quarterback that's going to have the worst day of his life. There's going to have a running back that's going to fumble it, it, a big play. Yeah, that's still going to happen. And, like, the boosters, the people that give money are going to be mad. I just, as a 20-year-old kid, I feel like that's kid, already the case, okay. though. That I feel like the true. boosters already like we I like at the bigger schools, the boosters are already paying. They're just like, hey, you're not performing to my level. What the fuck? I gave you like three hundred thousand dollars. You think we yeah. see uh okay, like the uh Nebraska women's only fans happen? I doubt it. I doubt it fun. because that probably wrecks your chances to go pro in a sport. Or get mainstream. Like, there's still there's still like a there's still like a stigma with like sex work where I believe yeah. if you got caught with that shit. You'd probably be like, the university might kick you out for that, and then sure, and there's then gonna be might, a lot. Yeah, there's yeah. gonna be a lot. I mean, there, there, I, I guess I get concerned about people. Sort of, you get a concern about players begging for attention to blow up yep. their shit. You know, kind of doing things for the wrong reason. I guess I still so like I still feel like the sport will come first, at least to the main sports, because like no matter what you're making on your name, image, and likeness in college, if you're a potential NFL player, you're going to make more money in the NFL. It's just, it's just a fact. True. You'll go from making at most hundreds of thousands of dollars. To right. No, but I'm, I'm talking, I'm not talking about the, I'm talking about the people that definitely are not going pro and, <laughs> and they're going to, they're going to try to maximize their, their value while yeah, they're there. Sure. You'll so probably see I, that. And then it'll be, uh, it'll be kind of like a hit and miss thing. Like, there, it, my theory of that is you'll see people the uh, the name image and likeness stuff will hit, and you'll find see people that are just like, oh, uh, my name image and likeness was not worth as much as I thought it would be, and I'm they get kind of like it's an ego check. It's kind of like the uh, you see it with the transfer portal, where a player sure. will like transfer out of their school, and then it's like, oh, I don't have any offers to go to any other school. Uh, I. Yes, like I'll go to leaving that leaving your girl before you got another one lined up. It's, you thought yeah. you were all set. You're not. A lot, a lot of the guys make a mistake on the transfer portal. I was watching yep. uh Max. Remember that quarterback Max Brown on USC? Mm-hmm. He was explaining it, and he was how it works, how it goes down. Like 
he was so not wanted after he failed at USC. They just let him transfer. There's a lot of yeah, times he, they don't let you transfer. I mean, now they have to basically, but it's, I, I feel like you'll see that, especially at the beginning with name, image, and likeness. You'll see players try to levy everything they have, and it might just, I feel like it'll correct itself. Because, like, if you're popular, you'll you'll be popular regardless. And then if you're just attention-seeking and begging, I feel yeah. like that'll come across. Do you guys see any other negatives from this, just to play devil's advocate? Because I think we all sort of agree it's a good thing, but what are some negatives that could happen? I, I, I mean, I just, I'm just worried about, like, boosters <laughs> – you know, I know behind the scenes they can get mad at these kids, but now, like, they can publicly get mad at these kids, and we'll see how these kids handle it. You know, there's going to be more pressure on them. What, like a you Terry know? Silver? Like, I invested everything in you. Yeah. I mean, like, if I if I had a lot of money and I was a, I was a University of Michigan bo- booster, and we had a quarterback that was, like, the number one guy that was committed to Alabama, and I said, hey, I'm going to give you $500,000 to go to Michigan. So he, he switches to Michigan. He comes to the Wolverines. He stinks. He's worse than Shea Patterson. Uh, what do you do? Like now, he, now it's like, he, he, it's like this weird feeling of being 500 grand into this guy. But I guess they'll just say, Hey, you pay, you play. I kind of feel you know, these guys will will go away on some level or it will be diminished because these people now have yeah. the op- they are a business now. True. They're not they're not, you know, a slave to the NCAA. They are a no. business. They can make money on their own. So anything you're giving them is additional capital to what that they can very, make. That is a very good point. Yep. So they maybe they'll be like some like, you know, the, you know, corn husker supporters and they help and they yeah. and there'll be one group of them and they'll funnel all the money to all the athletes they want to. Or like a fake a big fast food chain will be like, look, we'll take care of it. We don't want it to be in the hands of these like these sleazy boosters. Let like this fast food restaurant that's a big chain in our state kind of pay everybody. We'll take care of it. We'll like get a little free publicity, good publicity out of it, and we won't have to deal with the boosters. That could be I, a good solution. I will say probably my one negative is kind of like my old man take um, that I only kind of agree with. Like it's in the back of my head. It's like everything nowadays seems to be like everyone's doing stuff for money. Like everything yeah. is about money now. Every single thing. It's like I'm going to do this, but how can I commodify this? How can I make money doing this? Every single thing. It's it, sometimes I don't, I don't think this is true for most of the players or maybe any of the players, but I feel like people are just like, they're not doing it because they love the game. It's like, I, they're, everything's just commodified. It just kind of irks me a little bit that every single thing is commodified. Like you'll just, you're a high schooler now and like, oh, I want to be big on TikTok. I just want to make money being me. Everyone's trying to be like a personality, right? And it's grading to some level, but that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier when I'm like, someone's going to try to just get attention to blow up their own thing as opposed to what might be best for the team or whatever. You might, you might probably be the one worry if you get to people like that. But I feel like a coach can weed that out. Yeah, I think things. I think there'll be definitely some weirdness early on. I think things will correct themselves, and I think people will take things to a level where then they have to sort of reevaluate, like, where are the boundaries here? Um, yeah. and you still I feel have like to we'll, we'll adapt. 
Yeah, I think I mean overall it's great. A lot of these people come from economic hardship and their families yeah. this can immediately help a lot of their families right away. They deserve the money, and I'll tell you this. Mm. There's too much money to be made with the final four and March Madness and college football. There's no way the NCAA is going away, and there's no way they're gonna fuck it up. They're still gonna make their money, you're still gonna get your games. Hopefully, you'll get more playoff games. But there's no way they're going to fuck up a billion-dollar industry. Well, they could, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, let's hope not. I mean, if you, look at from, if you look at it from the basketball standpoint, they kind of already have. But hopefully this will correct it and get, you know, be able to corral some of those players uh, going overseas or right into the G League. Yeah. Let them build up their brand at the schools. And- yeah, you can, you can make more money being like a brand that's already established, like – more people are going to watch college basketball than G League or overseas. It's just a fact. Yeah, yeah. There's there's going to be have to be a lot of uh, a lot of lines drawn in a lot of situations. But I would love to see it definitely benefit the sport. Make sure we're getting all the best athletes playing in college and, and building their reputation through college. Uh, NCAA World Series. Do we have a champion now? What's it going on? Like Mississippi State won in a landslide. The Bulldogs. I think they were up 10 zip. It was, yeah, it was a super boring game. NC State got thrown out of the tournament. Was Lane, uh, did Lane Kiff? Oh, that's Old Miss. Who's who? Mike Leach? Was Mike Leach? Yeah. Mike Leach. I don't think so. <laughs> Mike but, Leach is very funny. He does not Jim, strike d- me as a baseball guy. No. Yeah, but you but, know, maybe you thought some aliens were going to land in the outfield or something. I don't know. Like, uh, is probably coming out with plays right now. I got a question, Jim. I was asking about this early. Do you know why they call the whole fucking tournament the World Series, right? Yeah. Like this has always been highly confusing to me as a since I don't follow it. Then I see the World Series, I'm like, oh, it's the final, it's the final game, but it's not. So, like, I think the whole thing is also so yeah, it's the series. The World Series um, is like the semifinal portion of it or the quarterfinals because they do they do the regionals mm-hmm. and they do the super regionals and then eight teams make the world series and call and then yeah then eight teams make the world series so the eight teams that from then on it's the world series okay thank you for that clarification that's all i needed and i will uh, yeah. probably ask the same question next year it's very confusing but <laughs> i know it's a fun I, if, I if you guys have never been sport, i'd imagine the two sports that really got a big boost are men's college baseball and women's college softball both i watched a, little, a bunch and i i both enjoyed both like i don't know if I the beginning of the year but the tournament are great for both sports jim you've been to the uh, world series of of college baseball one time just because it's in omaha it's an easy drive it's it's a fun yeah. time it's a, it's a good oh act. so it's always in omaha yes Dude, why omaha be, i I'm not sure. I mean, it's you a know, central location. So, if True. you're 21 or 22 years old and those girls start coming in from Mississippi State and Vandermill, holy shit. Sometimes you get USC. Oh, Arizona? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Party Central. Maddie, you should just go wander over on USC's campus. They're going to be like tens bathing. I'll tell you this. I, I dated a girl who went to USC about 10 years ago. Never have I, I went to one party on the campus. Never had I seen so many beautiful women. Never had I seen so many beautiful women just looking for a guy to, to hook up with that night. Never seen anything like that in my life. Young and horny. 
Yeah, I was spoken for at the time, but I was like, all these girls are just so happy to be like free and they're just ready to go crazy. <laughs> this podcast went a, a different well, place. Sound like uh, Revenge of the Nerds right now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at them. They're horny. Um, okay, I guys. Say that, but I'm... <laughs> these girls want it. Yeah, 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 yeah. NBA playoffs. The Clippers won't die. Or will they tonight? Oh, they're going to die. They're they look right like they're now. dying right now. Because I have I was... the Suns minus one. It's over. But they they, they overachieved for sure. Did you ever think you, you'd be living in a world where you said the Clippers overachieved after assembling that roster the last couple of years? Um, no, but I'll tell you this. The way the NBA playoffs is coming down, it's like, we're, we're seeing so many injuries. It's like, what team is the healthiest? The Suns right now are the healthiest team. It's their thing to lose. Like, if they don't win the whole thing, they're going to regret it the rest of their life because they're the last team that's healthy. I uh, like, You can't blow it now. I heard that Giannis isn't as injured as, like, originally thought. I've heard no, both. I heard yeah, I, I heard there's no structural heard, damage. Yeah. So I don't know what that means exactly, yeah. but... I heard there's like a sprain or something. Yeah, I, I, it's probably breaking every minute with updates. But I, last I saw, there was no structural damage, so that means that, yeah, probably probably just a sprain. But I don't know what that means I mean, as far might, as him coming him back. And Trey Young might not play next game. Yeah, this is this could be this is definitely the most injured uh, the NBA players. The Suns are the healthiest, so it's like, hey, everybody's getting hurt. Blah, blah, blah. Every team's got injuries. Major players. The one team that's healthier, the Suns. You cannot not win the championship. This Are you guys getting any revelations from seeing players get injured and then other players rising up or possibly just playing better without these particular superstars on the floor? I To me, it's just more players kind of in the moment because you kind of see it as a, like a game-to-game -game thing. You see players rise to the moment. And I think a lot of these guys were probably uh, they were probably called upon that in college a lot. So when the moment comes, they're they're good. Like they're role players who every once in a while, like maybe every two game, like once every three games or something like that, they can give you a performance where they carry the team, and they they can do it when needed. I, that's what I think. We're seeing. Okay, Maddie. Uh, wait, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> Say with all these injuries, like, okay, so you're seeing people, you're seeing someone like Paul George finally play better, like play great, actually. Well, he should because now he's the A guy and like he's going to get the opportunity. Like, well, you would you, would you say than? like there, I mean, are they, or are they better off without Kawhi or what? No, like, of course like not. Of course are you seeing not. any, what I'm asking no, is, are no. you seeing anything where a no. player just doesn't look as valuable no. anymore? No, sports is next man up. So you can like you can put a band-aid on things and then there comes a time where you can't anymore. So Utah got exposed. Their role players got hot for the Clippers. They played really hard against the Suns, but the Band-Aid, you know, they probably win this series in seven games against the Suns if Kawhi is playing. So they put, you know, you can only like you know, not play your star guy. For that long it's like obviously Trey Young is the Hawks now they can sneak and steal a game without him but 
they're not going to win another game without him if, if uh, Giannis is playing. So I just think like, you know, sports is a lot about next man up. So it's like that kid from Florida State goes crazy against the Jazz and puts up quality numbers. And, uh, you know, that's what happens sometimes. But it, it, it's not going to consistently be like that every game. All right. Other NBA news. Um, Jason Kidd is now the coach of the Mavs. Luca yep. and Chris Stepp don't like each other. What do you guys see happening with the Mavs? Uh, they need a couple extra players with Luca. I mean, whether Jason Kidd's a good coach or not, he needs help. He was obviously, you saw like what he could do the first few playoff games when he was fresh as can be. And then as he got tired, you know, and the games too, his production as the games went on were less and less because he's carrying the team the first half. So they need players around them, good coach, bad coach, whatever. So that's what I see there. Jim? I think it'll probably be the same Mavs team. They might add a couple uh, decent role players. They just – they need they, – that's what they need. They just need decent players. Do you think they're going to move uh, Persingas? I think they keep him. Like he's – Porzingis is like – supposedly he's supposed to be decent. So – I, I don't know what kind of value he has. He was so bad this year. Does he have any value? I don't. I I don't know. He's well. He's costing them thirty mil a year. And yeah, I mean, you know, he put up like twelve guy. points in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, per he game. did not play well, and it's like it's kind of like the same thing with Ben Simmons. There's like, oh, people people want to take him. They're like, oh, I'll take him, but like, really, for thirty million dollars, you're going to take a total project? So. I yeah. just don't know. By the way, the Clippers are trying to make it close. It's a seven-point game going into the fourth Jeez, quarter. that closed quickly. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. So people it listening people listening tomorrow can learn what happened tonight. Yeah. All right. Um, other NBA news. Let's see here. Um, Scotty Pippen. Yeah. He's off his rocker. He's going around. He's promoting a new book and a new Scotty Pippen bourbon. Uh, just this past week, he's called Phil Jackson a racist. Michael Jordan is selfish for playing baseball. And Barkley was fat and not a winner and only fought small white guys. First off, I feel like everyone knows MJ is selfish. That's kind of his thing, right? Like he's kind sure, of like, sure. he's a me, me, like, everything's about michael that's that's kind of his thing. i feel like that everyone knows that i i agree yeah uh well uh i don't know i think that i think the biggest thing about, though was him calling uh um, phil, J- phil jackson, jackson racist was the, for the having biggest- tony kukoc uh take the last shot in a playoff game a long time ago a shot that he made by the way and yep. so somehow phil is racist for doing such a thing I think I think Scotty's just he's really looking for the attention right now. And that this these are yeah. the things that get it. He's a it hot does. he's he's learned from the hot takes. How many uh, people you think his ex-wife has fucked in the last five years besides Scotty Pippen? 23. 23 and me. Not me, but 23 and me. I have yeah. Done, I he, couldn't tell you that, but I do think he doesn't sound well. Like he just sounds really bitter and angry and 
I don't know why. I mean, I guess you want to sell books and shit, but this like all of a sudden coming out of the gates 30 years later about your career, you know, bitching and moaning about it. You know, it's really a, a crazy move. It, it comes off really bitter, you know, where, I mean, I don't know how, if it's racist that a coach can decide like who's going to get the last shot. I mean, I don't know. I never heard anything like that, but you know, Pippen yeah, a game yeah. they won too. That's the yeah. best part about it. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So but, yeah, he's he's out of his mind. And then like you know, Charles Barkley is a national treasure. Leave Charles Barkley alone. And, and I, I am, Barkley I am was, all I am all for shitting on Charles Barkley just because it's funny. And I yeah. feel like like have him chirp back. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, they, I mean, he used to trip back back in the day. And let would... me tell you, Bill Lambert was a pretty big dude. He wasn't a tiny white guy. He was a big white guy. And they had some epic, like, brawls. Him and Lambert were a lot of fun. Him and Larry Bird was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. He fought with a lot of guys. And, uh, you know, I, I love watching. But does only beating play. up white people make you less of a man? Uh, I don't know. I beat up white guys all the time. So. If they're big white men, then it's fine. Small way, white I men. To, I don't mean to interrupt. But are they, are they Booker, Eastern European? Devin Booker just got no, drilled in the they face. have money. Oh, then yeah. That kind of that makes you less of a man. They wear polo shirts. That yeah. makes you, yeah, definitely less of a man. Khaki not shorts. To, uh, not to interrupt, but Devin the Booker heads. just got drilled in the face, and I think Devin Booker really hurt bad. Did it break the mask? Was he wearing the mask? He wasn't wearing the mask, but it hit right where he, he had the mask, right where the scar was. He got popped right in the nose. Oh, fuck. Another injured star. Scotty, Scotty's, uh, his interview with Dan Patrick was very, very odd, and it was very, very awkward, and it was like, it just seemed like a really angry guy, like just really bitter about a lot of things in life. And it's like, I had a lot of respect for Scotty. I thought he was a, a one of the greatest basketball players I ever saw. There's nothing wrong about being the Robin to Michael Jordan's Batman. That's a pretty awesome. And he role. was definitely the best Robin there ever was. I agree. 100%. Say a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. I will not be buying his book, though. I never, unless it's like really like tell all, like usually those books are kind of boring. Yes, for context for people at home, Scotty uh, has gone through a very public humiliation with his wife, um, seeing multiple different uh, people. I think there Man, might you finally can't be get over that. She's hot. I'm you jealous. Got to mention it over and over that she was messing around. Well, look, man, when you get cucked in public, you're going to act out and call people racist and selfish. That's what you're going to do. And yeah. also, Scotty, uh, Scotty's son died a while ago, yeah. too. So he's just probably in the drink a little too much right now and uh, not, you know, handling his sorrows in public, unfortunately, as opposed to uh, privately. Shout out to Dylan Bundy for doing his best XFL gym at Walmart impersonation yeah. big puking on the mound the i saw day. that and i was like <laughs> respect i respect um, it respect the move I, I was thinking about it. the only thing i can think about it is i think it's cool to vomit but you never want to shit yourself so vomiting is cool shitting your pants not cool 
Dude. Like you, it, there's a cool factor of vomiting, shitting your pants. You, you, like only George Brett can pull it off. Nobody else will be able to uh, talk about shitting their pants and pull it off. So he's lucky he vomited. All right. Speaking of kinks, Trevor Bauer, sexual yeah. assault charges. Possibly they're yeah. pending. They're investigating it. Um, they've shown that this woman has uh, texted him requesting to for him to slap and choke and spit on her and things like that. Uh, he's a kinky dude. Uh, what do you think comes of this? This is sort of one of those weird ones where there's uh, there's there looks to be some sort of consent uh, for you know sex injury or something. There's probably uh, it'll probably be one of those civil court things where they pay out a bunch of money, but nothing criminal comes of it. That'd be my assumption. Yeah, yeah I think it would go away because of that. But I but again. It's like it just came out this morning or last night, and it's somebody's word against somebody else's word. I'm not there. I have no idea. So it's like it's her word against his. I would imagine the truth is somewhere in between both of them. That's how it usually works. Sure. Like one of them is kind of telling the truth. One is lying. They're, they're both kind of embellishing a little. But maybe one's telling the truth completely, but I have no idea. Can one of you guys uh, tell me what the hell happened at the Tour de France? The carnage? Oh, that was awesome. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. They're trying to they're trying to drum up publicity. So they had the Tour de France had this lady stand out there with a sign and then uh, knock over some bikers. Just so uh, she didn't so knock over the tour. bikers. Do you she think somebody paid her? They paid biker. her to go do that to fuck everyone. I think up? somebody did uh, to, to drum up publicity because no one's like there's soccer, there's foot, there's basketball, there's hockey. No one's talking about the Tour de France. Dude, I mean, you're risking your life, like getting in I, front I'm of those 80-pound men on steroids. Just he did not right get in front you. of them. She just I, held I'm the say He was, was in like, the grass. Yeah. I'm going to say it was a Snickers commercial where in the Snickers commercial, it's like you want to get away. And some idiot puts their sign out too much, runs somebody over. It's a domino effect. Everybody goes down. The video was pretty funny. And it's like one person's like, oh, boy, that was because of me. And I'm an idiot. Oops. So I, I don't think it was staged. But, hey, you know, oh, she got arrested today, too. She got arrested. Holy yeah, she, shit. Yeah, the, the police actually went and found her. That's funny. Bill Cosby is free. And this lady is now in jail. Total That's honest that... mistake. Total honest mistake. That's how it works. By the, way, by the way, another update. Kirk Cousins just elbowed Chris Paul in the face. And it looks, like, it looks like it looks like not Kirk Cousins, uh, Boogie <laughs> Cousins, but it looked like a total soccer dive on Chris Paul. Like it looked like he tapped him, and Chris Paul went down like soccer. He must be watching the Euro Cup because there are some insane dives. I thought the NBA was trying to thwart that shit. Uh, well, aren't they doing? Judge. Well, they're you doing. Know I, I know they're know doing why? like reviews on it and, and finding people post fact. I think I don't know. You know, you know why he dived because he thought he had a foul shot as a as a uh, technical and he missed it. And Rashid Wallace used to say, "Balls don't lie." That's right. Ball, so, ball don't lie. Exactly. There you go. Right there. Ball didn't lie there. Ball didn't elbow don't lie. Or or Chris Paul lied. Okay, Maddie, what's it's, going on in soccer? Well, the Euro Cup has been great. So the first round of the elimination is over. So we're down to eight teams. We had two games two days ago 
where a team was up three to one with 10 minutes to go. It's probably 99% unlikely that a team down by one goal will tie the game up with 10 minutes to go. The odds of two goals in the last 10 minutes is absolutely insane. And two games in a row that happened like that. So France got upset. They were up three to one on Switzerland. Switzerland scored two late goals and then one of penalty kicks. And then uh, who tied? God, my brain is cramping out right now. The game before that, geez, Christ. Well, anyway, it was three to one, whatever, that other game. Damn. I'll go back to that. I'm going to pass there. England beat Germany 2 nothing, which is a big upset. England always does shitty in these tournaments. Czechoslovakia upset. That's not a country, Maddie. Oh, the Czech Republic. Sorry. Thank you. Show they some upset, respect. Uh, who did they upset? They upset the Netherlands. Yeah, I remember that because the Netherlands is my team. I was watching yeah. that game. I was, I was pissed. I think Belgium. the biggest revelation of these games is Maddie's complete lack of geography knowledge. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I know they're all in Europe. And then I never heard of North Macedonia or whatever the fuck. That yeah. Is. I'm like, I'm like, what country is that? I never heard of North Macedonia or whatever the hell it was. So you the games have been, Alexander the Great. The games. Have That's been right. See, Jim re- remembers. Yeah. I like this guy. He remembers. The, shit. the games have been great. A lot of goal scoring. You know, usually when you get to these elimination rounds, they just kick the ball around for 90 minutes and nobody wants to make a mistake. But teams are taking chances. They're trying to score goals. It's been a highly, highly entertaining. And any team can win. And not to mention Denmark, who I bet on, they won 4 nothing. They beat Wales. They lost their guy. That was the guy that collapsed. They've been red hot. The last two games, they've outscored their opponents 8-1. to one. And they're kind of like on this, like, you know, so win it for the guy. Hank gathers him. moment. Exactly. Yeah. Thumbs up, win it for him. Who has the best fans and all this? What's the what's the scene like at the stadiums? Oh, the, the games are amazing. When it when a team scores, like oh the the, the fans are just great. And it just it seems like they're getting along too, the different countries, because they're kind of putting near, them near each other, and there's no like nobody's getting killed and shit. But no hooligans. Yeah, and then they find the hottest girls from every country. That's right. They somehow find the hottest chick from every country, and they know to find that girl, and they just put her, like, they show her, like, five times. So Capturing the real spirit of sports. Yep, you know it. <laughs> Jim, are you betting on these games at all? Oh, fuck yeah, I am. I was high. I hit three games in a row, and then I lost with Sweden. Well, that's good for you, because I was cold as fuck. Fucking shit. Next game, <laughs> I have lost a bunch I'll of money. Up. If you want to take it, take it. If you don't want to take it, don't take it. But I have a pretty, I feel like I have a pretty good uh, feel on a lot of these games. I lost a, a bunch of money on Germany. That was a shocker because England always underachieves in the in the uh, international tournaments. They're, they don't score. They're kind of boring. They underachieve. And they kicked the shit out of Germany, which was shocking. Germany and France are gone. They're two of the biggest countries. You know, France won the World Cup. So it's a lot of parody, which is a lot of fun. Okay. What's going on in hockey? The Lightning? Les Habitants? Yeah, they're up to zip. It's just sad because it just seems like Montreal's overmatched. And 
Tampa Bay is by far the best team in hockey. It just shows how good the Islanders are that they took them to seven games and lost game seven, one zip on a crazy fluke goal. So it's just uh, like Tampa Bay is just dominating right now. It does seem it's a little like anticlimactic for how amazing these Stanley Cup playoffs have been the whole way through. Like maybe, maybe the Canadians come back and Carey Price kind of like saves it and he just like continues to be amazing. He's still, I feel like he's still been pretty good. He just can't do it all himself. But if if the Canadians can come back and make this a series, then this is one of my favorite Stanley Cup playoffs of all time. Do you think they will? No, they have a chance. I don't. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so but I didn't think they would. I didn't. I thought they would get creamed by Vegas. Yeah. The the thing is, they had to steal one of the first two games, and they couldn't steal one of those games. The Islanders stole one of the first two games. That was a big deal. So not being able to steal one of the first two games. Now you got to win four out of five games. That's not going to be easy. I don't think they'll. So I think they'll get one. I think the Canadians can get one. But both these games have been pretty like blowout. Yeah, it hasn't. It's never felt like Montreal is on their like, like breathing down their neck. It always feels like Tampa Bay is completely in control of these games. The first one was totally like five one. It wasn't even competitive. Tonight was three to one, but it just didn't seem like Montreal was getting any opportunities. And you know they're just relying on Carey Price to stand on his head, which he has, but. He can only do so much on his own. All right, guys, it's time. Oh. Oh, the song. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I cut the song off because I don't even know about copyrights and who will yank it oh, or yeah, what. You so. definitely can't play it, but no. Well, I play. It. I think you can play up to five seconds. That might be the yeah. rule, uh, but yeah. I don't know. Might all be. I think bullshit. it's eight. I think the rule is eight. Eight seconds. All right. I think, Maybe I'll I, think it's a, I think it's a weird one. Well, okay, guys. Dark side of the ring. Montreal screw job. Oh yeah. Bret Hart. He was leaving. He was yeah. leaving the WWE. Didn't want to give up the belt. Vince McMahon, Shawn Michaels, a few others conspired to do a screw job on him and make him uh, give it up by a quick uh, bell ringing. And uh, Maddie, break this down. Break this down. Let me just preface that. Yeah. They had to get the belt from him because in wrestling tradition, if you leave a a company and you're the champion, you have to give the, you have to lose because you can't take the belt to another uh, federation. Sure. Yeah. Set this up and tell me what, what was, what was the state of uh, wrestling at this time? So they needed, they needed Bret Hart to drop the belt because he was leaving WWF. They were going to sign him for 20 years. And then they realized they couldn't afford him. So they're like, Hey, if you can get the WCW offer, go there and take it. So he went back, he negotiated with WCW. He had a couple uh, matches left in the WWF. He was the champ. And he was going to drop the belt in his home country of Canada to the very arrogant Shawn Michaels. And because Shawn Michaels didn't want to, was like disrespecting Brett. Brett's like, I'm not losing to this guy, but he had to lose to him. So they didn't know what to do. So at the last match that Bret Hart was going to wrestle for WWF, they decided to have Shawn Michaels put Bret Hart in his finishing move. And then Vince comes out. 
and tells the timekeeper to ring the bell and say that he submitted and he lost. And I think the funniest thing about it is Shawn Michaels was in on that Bret Hart was getting screwed. And then you see him pretending like, what the hell? I never, <laughs> I never agreed to this. This is fucked up. And then years later, you found out he was in on it. One of my favorite sleazebag moves. Yeah. Huh? What? Yeah. It's pretty funny. So then Brett went nuts. He smashed up the uh, studio. Or he smashed like all the cameras. He started spitting on Vince on TV. And then he wrote WCW in air letters. And then when he got back in the locker room, Vince wanted to talk to him to explain why he did it. And Brent knocked him out, punched him. He said, I'm going to take a shower. And if you're still in my locker room, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. And Vince McMahon took the punch to the face, much like Charles Barkley would have done. <laughs> well, it was so, kind of like uh, Bruce Pritchard's like, you, you owe him. You owe him that punch. So, I mean, I guess to yeah. McMahon's credit, he stood there and took it. Took it. You know uh, what the interesting thing? It was the first time that like as wrestling fans, we got like the backstage politics came to the forefront where now it wasn't about like what was fake or real or like that this was supposed to be real. Now it's like, well, guys are supposed to win because of the, you know, other stuff. And it kind of changed the whole business. It was one of those moments in professional wrestling that probably changed it for better or for worse. Some people will say the business got better. Some people will say that the business was destroyed because there's a thing called kayfabe where that's like this oath you take as a wrestler that everything is real. And like, you don't hang out. If you're a good guy, you don't hang out with bad guys. And if you're in public, you are that wrestler and you treat it like it's real. And now we're learning that like, no, it's not real. They're telling us it's fake. So a lot of craziness happens after this yeah what what i mean the aftermath i guess was that bret well, hart vince, bret yeah. hart went to the wcw and, and they failed. didn't know what to do with him and yep. he just failed there miserably meanwhile yep. the the audience learned vince mcmahon was the owner in that he was a total scumbag and Vince McMahon just ran with it and became this character of vince mcmahon well that's the thing yeah, that was the thing that they did because I was like 17 or 18 when it happened. And when I was watching it, my prediction was, oh, my God, WWF is dead. WCW is going to take over. Vince McMahon is going to be humiliated and shamed the rest of his life. And then when he went on TV and he goes, I didn't screw Bret Hart. Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart. I was like, that's the most. I truly believe that Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart and he can one look the in the mirror things ever. and know that yeah that was one of the greatest uh, lines yeah. that was amazing from any and, wrestling and somehow <laughs> the WWF became bigger than ever and the WCW fell apart after that it, it was like one of those things where I was like this is the demise of WWF and then it went the other way around and so some people believe uh, in particular, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, he oh. believes that it was a uh, it was a work that the, everybody was in on it and and that it, it was real. And Jim Cornette 
he absolutely believes no one should believe that it was a work and that it was uh, a shoot. I will tell anybody to their face that thinks that this was a work, you are a dumb, stupid fucker. I got to agree with Cornette. He's 100% right here. Like Vince, obviously, when there's videos of him, like in the locker room after he got knocked out, he got knocked the fuck out. You know, this was, if you see the ref who was like, had to go against Bret Hart because he assured Bret Hart that he wasn't going to screw him over, the way he runs out of the ring, like this is not fake. This is like insanity, just things happening a million miles per hour, spontaneous insanity. Jim, were you watching wrestling at this time? I had just kind of started getting into wrestling at this time. Okay. I don't know if you, do you remember watching this as a I remember a a little bit. I was like, I think I still thought it was all real as a kid. So I was like, I didn't really process at the time. Looking back and seeing, I was like, oh, if I was like maybe 10 years older, I would have been like, what the, what the fuck? or like if I was even in my teens, it would have been like learning that Santa isn't real. Sure. Like hearing yeah. the interviews and everything. I'm mean like, what? The, my world's like <laughs> flipped upside down. What the fuck? Absolutely. Maddie, sorry, I cut you off. Uh, oh, you no, no, no. I thought? was going to say, you know, like I'm, I'm a little older than you guys. So I was a huge wrestling fan when I was like six or seven. And I go back to when. There's a dark side of the ring about the John Stossel slap, the Dr. Dave Schultz sure. slapped John Stossel on 2020. And I watched that because my parents hated that I watched wrestling. So they made me watch 2020 to prove that it was fake. And that was such a big deal when I was a kid. And, and when I saw that, I was, a sh- I was so sure that wrestling was real. When I saw that, it like broke my heart. It was like finding out Santa wasn't real. And that was my moment of like, are you telling me this is not real? So, uh-huh. I mean, it was a horrible show by 2020 because they did, they did ruin a lot of kids, you know, yeah. impressions of, of wrestling and stuff like that. But the screw job will go down in history. It's, it's one of those things in like the history of wrestling, probably one of the top 10 events that's shaped the business forever. In my opinion, I would agree with that. Definitely. So uh, sort of a subplot in all of this was the Jim Cornette, uh, who was uh, WWE bigwig and the head writer, uh, Vince Russo, hated each other. Well, yeah, Jim Cornette more so hating Vince Russo than than anything else. But here's uh, Jim talking about um, his wishes for the future with uh, Vince Russo. I will live to piss on his grave. Even if I'm in a walker, my wife already has instructions. She's out of the will. If she doesn't get me there, if I'm not ambulatory, I'll find Vince Russo's grave and I will piss on it and there will be a picture of that hanging on my wall when I pass away. And hate is a hell of a motivator. I agree. <laughs> powerful stuff. That's um, a powerful way. The human soundbite, Jim Cornette. Love that guy. Never dull. Never dull. Uh, okay. Okay, guys, anything else on the Montreal Screwjob? Yeah, I just want to say Cornette is a traditionalist. So he, like, has this way of, like, how wrestling is to be conducted. And Vince Russo was, like, this fast-talking New Yorker that was trying to turn wrestling into Jerry Springer show. So their personalities were, like, oil and vinegar. And they both claim 
that it was their idea to screw Brett over uh, the, the way that it happened. They both clamp, they both take responsibility, which yeah, is kind a, of funny. A because, weird flex. Exactly. But they both loved it. Like, it was my idea. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. All right, guys, we're coming to the end. Anything we missed this week? Uh, well, you know, I was looking at Jim's Twitter and he was like, not non-football season sucks, but like, hey, man, we're two weeks away from NFL guys up. showing up to camp. We're, we're getting there. Up. And I'm excited we're- for that. And and this uh, it's July. So that means there's sumo on. So where, where do people watch sumo? Where can you watch? Sumo? It's hard. It's hard to find. Uh, there's a couple of YouTube channels. I'm probably going to share them on Twitter when I can find the ones. Uh, it's hard. To, it's definitely super hard to watch live, but you can catch highlights. Uh, there's a lot. There's a couple different YouTube channels that will post highlights. Do you know is the rules and everything of sumo? Love? How uh, how much how deep are you in it? I know a little bit. The basics is um, just two guys. Uh, put your hands down, it's like, and when both the hands are down, you just go at it. There's no punching. There's no like eye gouging. Obviously, but you could slap the face. You can. So there's like some big slaps going on, and whoever either falls or gets knocked out of the ring first loses. Have you ever tried it? And would you be no. open to it? No, and who is, yes. Who Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite sumo wrestler? It's hard. It's hard to have a favorite. Um, we're really hoping for this tournament, and it's looking like he's going to perform that Haku Ho. He's the number one guy. He's like the best sumo wrestler of all time. And he's kind of on like his twilight years right now. Um, if he if he can perform, the hope is he performs at this tournament because if he wins it, it's his 45th tournament win. Wow. So the guy would be, it'd be like a great way to send, send him off. He's our awesome. Sumo, our sumo wrestlers, Kate Fabe. Uh, they're just kind of, I, it's, it's, I mean, maybe. I don't think they even actually like, have an act or anything. That's, yeah, it's kind of a there's, joke. There's, kind of a there's joke. that whole like tradition aspect to it. So there's like a weird, there's like a whole bunch of like tradition stuff to it. So Jim, have, will you tweet out a picture of you in a sumo outfit to get the uh, festivities rolling? I need to actually figure out how to um, wrap the, uh, the, what they use. I need that material. I'm sure it's just a sheet, right? No, it's like a specific type of thing. It's oh, like it looks specific, like a bed sheet. It's like a specific. I mean, maybe I could use it. Yeah, bedsheet. just go to Goodwill, get an old stained yeah. white sheet, and uh, wrap it around. I might try that. Yeah, it'd be great. But I wanted to say the Suns are up by twenty six with five minutes to okay, go. Okay, so, so they're gonna finally close this fucker yeah. out. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Then we get to see who still uh, can walk in the East. Yeah, exactly. it's all said and done. All right, guys, that does it for another edition of the Sports Hole. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Jim, where can they find you? You guys can find me everywhere at XFL Jim on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at XFL underscore Jim on Twitch, which I stream. Uh, I'll stream like editing streams every once in a while. It's super fun, but you guys can find me everywhere. Maddie, where can they find you? I just want to say this Patrick Beverly. Just shoved Chris Paul really hard in the center of the court for no reason. Well, what a uh, nasty, what a nasty play. I can't wait to uh, wrap this shit it, up it and just go have, watch. You know, <laughs> Goldberg won a Twitter, but like just the dirty, dirty play. That was just gross. I'll uh, this, well, this might be the best part of the series so far then. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, 
<laughs> Thank you, guys. Much love. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. You got Bye. it. Bye-bye.